And good morning. It's Tuesday, March the 21st, 2023. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, and we're about to get into things you might not have heard here on the internet and around the world somewhere, somehow, either via the video or the audio, whether you're listening to the podcast after we've done the live feed at 5.50 Central Time. What we're going to provide for you is eight news stories from the past 30 hours uh, that you deemed as pretty darn good to talk about. You vetted as good conversational stories, and then I curated them down from the top stories. You took 15 of the top 33, I believe we had, uh, that was posted over the last 30 hours, and we're going to give them to you, uh, not necessarily in top order, although the first story is top order, and we're going to start off very serious, so just warn you right there on where we're going on this one. To get this thing every single day, no matter how you're finding it now, go to our website, This is a conversationproject.com, and find out more about us, The Conversation Project. And the offerings we have at that place. Five days a week, every single weekday morning, we'll give you things you might not have heard. We'll give you some weekend podcasts and extra things and a newsletter. So you don't necessarily have to listen to. You can read the stories as they come down. Find out how to get all of those in a bit. We'll explain all of that towards the end of the show. Plus, we're, we're, it's March. We're pledge driving. We'll talk about what you can do to help us keep things going and why you may want to as we go deeper into the story. But first, let's get to the news you want to get to. Eight headlines that were, of course, vetted by you, curated by me for this morning. Start off on a serious note, a very sad note. We had recent stories uh, talking about the um, the uptick of the life of Lindsay Lohan. We have recent stories about the weird downtick of Britney Spears. And now we have another child star, former child star, now adult, who's having issues that we have to talk about on today. Headline for this morning, first headline we're going to is Amanda Bynes placed on psychiatric hold after roaming streets naked. As the headline says, 36-year-old Bynes was placed on psychiatric hold after roaming the streets of Los Angeles naked and then calling 911 on herself. The, the hold typically lasts 72 hours but can be extended based on the patient's need. Uh, so this happened essentially yesterday, and we will find out how long she will be held on to. Uh, so she canceled her trip to 90s Con in Connecticut uh, due to undisclosed illness. She was actually doing better, it seemed like, in her life. And then something happened. And today, or yesterday when all this stuff went down, it turned into sort of the show that it is. Bynes' parents supported her uh, push for freedom uh, after having some, let's say, psychiatric issues and issues with um, substance abuse. But right now, it seems to be a relapse downturn. We are praying for the quick return to, we'll say, sanity to some sort of level of just um, normalcy for Amanda Bynes. And we're going to use this time, because it's never a really bad time to pop it up, use this time to once again remind you about 988, the new National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's not new in itself that it didn't exist. It's now just a number you can text or call on your cell phone, 988, anytime, 24-7. You can also go to 988lifeline.org. That's the online version. You still find people to chat with and get resources there. But if you need someone to talk to, if you're not in good health, if you're in distress, someone's there to talk to you in English and Spanish, 24-7. Next story doesn't get much better. L.A. strike. Public schools to close Tuesday as 60,000 L.A. teachers and campus workers staged three-day walkout. Late last night, we were hoping for an update to this one where we'd be pulling this one and say, hey, this is not happening. 
but apparently it's happening. So we are in central time, so two hours ahead of, of Pacific time. Uh, this morning, there will be a strike for Local Union 99, which basically serves the employees of the, the Los Angeles Unified School District and many other campus workers as well, shutting down the schools. Now, the school district has found ways to keep the kids occupied and keep the kids fed, which is a lot of people, a lot of children need the school lunches and school breakfasts to basically be fed every day and to keep them from wandering the streets, if you will, well, just aimlessly. Not much learning will be done in the next three days if the walkout lasts the full three days, but the school district has a plan to hopefully keep things in some order for the kids. As far as order for the adults, the teachers, more negotiations obviously must be must be done to end the walkout early. Maybe hopefully uh, some, something will pop up this morning that will stop it altogether, but right now it looks like the walkout will begin and the phase plan of, you know, plan B will go to effect this morning for the LA Unified School District. I mean, Beach imposes curfew on unruly crowds as spring break turns deadly. Uh, we talked about this, or I think we talked about this, two deadly shootings in spring break uh, over the weekend, one on Friday and one on Sunday, cause for, I believe of Sunday, cause for uh, some curfews over the weekend. Now, Monday came and the council in Miami Beach is basically going back and forth on how long to keep the curfews up, which means the spring breakers, kids showing up for partings, aren't having as much time to be out in the streets and party do what they're going to. Now, what's ironic about this is the people who are the cause of the shootings and the, the murders in these cases are not spring breakers coming in from Iowa, you know, just going popping off because they, they, they got no boundaries. They're local people. These are essentially crimes that probably would have been committed with or without spring break by the local people there however it does cause a lot of concern for the people out there uh, who could be in danger from being in the wrong place the wrong time or maybe it incites some sort of violent riot within the group of spring breakers they're not sure so the curfews are kind of going back and forth they're working them back and forth Spring break is not what it used to be, and spring break in a the world's not what it used to be. And so, so having innocence of just going out, getting drunk, and spending stay up all night and having those fantasy affairs that you go back and tell folks that didn't happen is um, not what we see these days. There's no way my child is going anywhere other than her house or her grandparents' house for spring break because this is not this stuff is just crazy. Here's something else that may seem like it's crazy. But, you know, the forces behind it made this happen. The St. Francis College in New York announced elimination of its entire Division I athletic program. They will eliminate literally the full Division I athletics program after restructuring the program approved by the College Board of Trustees. Um, St. Francis College has a rich le legacy of competition in athletics, but decided to end the program to preserve its 164-year Franciscan mission. They are literally uh, founded by monks, transition monks, and want to keep up that tradition. Uh, it's going to honor current athletic and athletic scholarships and provide information and recommendations for next steps for folks who want to ease the transition. But they're a private college, four-year college in downtown Brooklyn, reloading to a new location in September 2022. The new location does not include a gym or a pool on site. Uh, so they will have to be off site to do all their, their activities for outdoor sports with that. And they decided without the facilities, they probably needed to get out of sports. 163, 164 year tradition of the mission of the school. 
and currently without sports. This may be a good, good time to test that transfer portal to see if actual students from actual schools, not just big-time schools with big-time money, are going to get some love from that one. Andy Kaufman to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Announced yesterday, Al Kaufman is, of course, best known for being on stage and screen, uh, appearing in Taxi, Saturday Night Live, and Fridays. Um, but, of course, also known for a really weird sort of stint in his exceptional and experimental comedy where he was wrestling women in intergender wrestling champion of the world, he called himself, and had an actual feud with Jerry the King Lawler, um, which was weird in itself as well, um, which is why WWE is bringing him into the thing. Of course, uh, Jerry the King Lawler and, and um, Jim Ross starred in the movie about um, Andy Kaufman, Man in the Moon, playing themselves, although really, 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 really way too old to be playing themselves in that segment of what's going on. Of course, he died from lung cancer in 1984, uh, despite being a lifelong non-smoker, it's one of those things. So cancer is real. Cancer is deadly. And you don't have to be someone who's imbibing in the things that will cause it to essentially be succumbed to that. Andy Kaufman going into Hall, and, Hall of Fame for the WWE uh, next weekend. Gwyneth Paltrow, that, that, that person, Gwyneth Paltrow to go to trial seven years after Utah ski slopes crash. Gwyneth Paltrow is due to stand trial in Utah for a ski crash, and it's unclear if she will testify. Um, the claim is that Paltrow was skiing out of control and knocked a person out, leaving him with a concussion and four broken ribs. He, the person who was beat down, is seeking $3.1 million in damages. Last name Sanders, first name not written by the robot editor. Sanders' version of the events differs from Paltrow's, who said Sanders plowed into her from behind and delivered a full body blow. Paltrow quit skiing with the family for the day because she needed to rest up. $3.1 million for bumping on the slopes seven years after the fact. We're going to see how this one plays out. Oh, by the way, Amazon is laying off 9,000 more workers after earlier cuts. Another day, another big cut from a tech company, big cut from a Silicon Valley-based company, and another cut from Amazon, apparently. They're going to cut off another 9,000 employees uh, to streamline costs and invest in long-term customer experience that will improve the customers' lives and Amazon as a whole. Now, where is another 9,000 people coming from? I don't know. I believe they they fired like, like 10,000 in the last go-round. This is another 9,000. These are lots of people. And granted, Amazon has a lot of workers, worker B-type folks. It's not all just people in the warehouses or driving trucks. There's a lot of people working behind the scenes in um, tech. I uh, have a, a good friend who hopefully is not going to be um, downsized from this. He works in the security services and the back end stuff for Amazon, things like that. A lot of guys that are still honestly working from home or working remotely uh, because they're all over the place. This cut could be people who are remote workers uh, being cut from the teams and just people who are coming in on site staying on as the the people, the winners in the, this lottery of life, if you will. We shall see how this plays out going forward. At some point, these workers have to find more jobs, and at some point, Amazon's going to run out of cuts to cut. Amazon stock is down. I'm a stockholder of Amazon, and it is not doing as great as it should right now unless you got in the right right time. Apparently, my bump was not so great because I am down a good um, 10, 15, uh, 10 to 15% daily watching my stock bounce around every day. 
And finally, Cam Newton goes back to school, back to Auburn, as he tells folks he's going to throw in Auburn's Pro Day, which is, I believe, today. So Cam Newton, of course, the, one of the greatest college football quarterbacks ever, uh, played one season at Auburn, 4,327 yards total from scrimmage and 50 total touchdowns. Uh, that's what he had at Auburn. And he was a um, very good football player for the Carolina Panthers. Then something happened and things went haywire. He spent a little time uh, with the Panthers on, on a short season. Then he spent a year last year to two seasons ago with the Patriots. Didn't play last year and he's going to throw again for all the scouts, for all the teams in attendance at Pro Day. Yes, this is a stunt. Will it work? I have no idea. No, Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. That's true as well. But um, sometimes, some things, some weird. Cam Newton will probably show up with one of those weird hats at the press conference at the end of it and throw and basically get in the way of the kids who actually need to get the new job as opposed to this one. This one, Cam Newton, I cannot endorse. Sorry. Let's go to our teaser story for this morning, which may be a story we can talk about later on tomorrow if you deem this one worthy of the chit-chat part. And it's very simple to do that. You go to our websites, our feeds on our websites on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash this is a conversation project and Twitter.com slash TH underscore conversation. Much lower. Facebook.com slash this is the conversation project or and maybe if too as well. Twitter.com slash TH underscore conversation. Like, love, hate, engage in the story. The higher engagement it gets, better chance we get to talk about it for tomorrow. This story is simple. Review says London police are racist, misogynist, and homophobic. We're going to leave it at that because we're running a little behind on time, a little late today. So we're going to leave you with that headline. This story is going to post uh, in about 30 minutes, I believe. So if this is one you want to chat up tomorrow, you make it happen. Go to our feeds, engage in the story. And if it's in the top 15, uh, it's in range for me to pick to top up, talk about. If it makes the top 15, I'm guaranteed to pull it out there as the eight stories we talk about tomorrow. Today, our main sponsor is Flowers Fast. You can go to our sponsors page at our website and see all of our show sponsors. We have a big list of sponsors that rotate here to get things going and help keep the lights on, if you will. But Flowers Fast is a site that we stumbled upon and was offering an affiliate group. And we just thought this is a great way to get yourself out of stuff. They promise going to this site will get you flowers fast. If you make your order early in the morning, you can probably get them there next day or same day, whenever you are, wherever you are. Thanks to the magic of FTD. Now, you may not see <coughs> all the FTD commercials like you did back in the day. But all that is, is just a network of florists across the nation. So that when you put in an order somewhere, they can transfer that order to another florist nearby. They can fulfill the order and both florists get the money for it. The florist that delivers it gets their pay for it. And the florist that you use, your favorite florist, will get a credit for being the middleman. Here, we get a credit for being a middleman to the middleman florist to the florist out there. When you go to Flowers Fast at this is the conversation project.com slash flowers fast, our affiliate link, we get a credit for bringing you into them. Flowers Fast will get the flowers to the network, through the network to the florist nearest to your loved one, and they'll get into them if, like you said, 
same day in many cases. Check them out at thisisaconversationproject.com slash flowersfast. And keep this in your favorites because you never know when you're in a jam and you need flowers fast. Looking up that florist on your on the website trying to figure out who's the best guy, whatever. That's all passe. We got you covered with flowers fast. Now, let's talk about the Conversation Project very quickly. The Conversation Project is our main website. It is where this podcast, video cast lives and originates. It is where we have other details and other things we produce for the Conversation Project. Ways to bring in other great news stories and great people to news stories that you might not have missed and have conversations as, as you will. There may be chat conversations, there may be internet conversations, your mileage may vary. But that's what our, our goal at the Conversation Project is to bring in some of the, the stories that kind of get missed things that are really interesting and bring them to you and have chats about them. If you think we're doing a fairly good job of that, we ask you to help us out. Go to our website and click on the partnerships link or go to this is a conversation slash partnerships. It's the same thing. It's a page that allows you to help fund us directly to partner up with us here for the conversation project. We are looking for $200 total of, of increased revenue, increased income, increased money coming in for ongoing monthly and we're trying to shore that up in this month we are 21 days into the month almost over this one so we'll we'll have the drum roll and know whether we make our make our quota or not but we have lots of things going on including two people who are willing to put in some extra work to help organize some things here but i got to pay them something and some gear and some programs we want to buy a few months down the line to to upgrade some stuff the big thing is i got to get these people paid so they can help me out and help you out so help us help you if you think we're worthy by going to our website and clicking on the partnerships link and seeing if you have a little something to give us and we're like we say we're looking for reoccurring income so this is um patreon style stuff we don't use patreon specifically but patreon style um patrons niche if you will go to this it's a conversation project.com slash partnerships if that's something you think you're up to in the meantime we want you to stick around for the fun stuff that we do at the end of the headlines and the chat chat and the sell stuff, which is today things you might not have heard. And we start off with birthdays. 20, March 21st birthday, starting off with Timothy Dalton, 77 years old on today. He was a James Bond. He was um, in Flash Gordon, which I watched earlier this year. I was just fixated with Flash Gordon for a bit. Uh, he's a pretty versatile actor, and he's still doing great stuff. Uh, look for him in something soon. I don't know what he's doing exactly soon, but 77 years old. Congratulations. Happy birthday to Timothy Dalton. Gary Oldman, not a James Bond, not in Flash Gordon, but pretty dosh garn um, versatile himself. Um, his role in The Fifth Element was, um, you know, over the top. His roles as Christian George Gordon in his Batman turns over the top. Well, maybe not over the top, but workable. Uh, and and he's still doing plenty of things on his own. 64 years old on the day. And Matthew Broderick, believe it or not, Ferris Bueller is 60 years today. Not sure how Ferris is in the 60-year-old version would deal with a Ferris of his time, how his kids would turn out. But we do know that he did a lot of does a lot of stuff on on his on the side, all over the place. Um Played a role as a uh, as a counselor turned zombie in um, a Netflix special where all the kids survived and he was did didn't 
that got confusing. And of course, uh, was the narrator. And I think he actually starred in the Broadway version of um, A Christmas Story. I think he actually starred in that on Broadway. He was the narrator on it for the TV um, musical version they did uh, a couple years back. Matthew Broderick turning 60 years old today. Now, we're running late, but I have to give plenty of time to this one here. Today, we're celebrating World Down Syndrome Day. And today, I'm giving a special shout out to my friend, Scott, and his warrior, um, Thomas, uh, who um, is suffering. And I say that, you know, just because, you know, I'm bad with words a lot of time. Oh, living through, championing through down syndrome now down syndrome is a bit more complicated than it looks like but essentially uh with it comes a lot of internal issues he's had so many surgeries for just internal issues and there's there's you know there's there's learning disabilities and things like that but let me tell you this kid is the sharpest uh little guy that that i know and one day he's gonna you know buy me out and, and be my boss for this online thing right here and so what do you do for World Down, World Down Syndrome Day other than mess up the words? Just wear funny socks. Today is a day to wear funny socks in celebration of World Down Syndrome Day. If you're already wearing funny socks, you're already in the game. It's that simple. You just have you just tag this onto it. World Down Syndrome Day. I am a boring white sock person, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to swing by Walmart on the way to work and buy some some pretty awesome, outstanding, weird socks and put them on today to celebrate myself. Big ups to Thomas. Keep on fighting, kid. You're doing great. We all love you. Now, today's history lessons include back in 1965, where around 3,000 civil rights demonstrators led by Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. began their march in Alabama from Selma to Montgomery. We know how that played out. Um, the um, Bloody Sunday is a part of that. We know how the whole thing went down eventually with Dr. Martha King and his assassination. And we know how the relations of the races, particularly African-Americans and many others in this nation are going right now. Not exactly swimmingly, but there's always hope times can change. In 1977, Mrs. James Duck of Memphis became history's fastest mother. Her triplets were born naturally in under two minutes. And in 1980, we're just going to go from that one. In 1980, on the season finale of the drama Dallas, the infamous character J.R. Ewing was shot by an unseen assailant, leading to the catchphrase, who shot J.R.? In a summer of people wondering, who shot JR and in ironically a long standing of people just various people on cast members being um recorded shooting JR just in case their actual plan got leaked they could go to other people and essentially there were stage hands there were key grips there was people from craft um catering everybody got a chance to shoot JR over the summer to turn out it was Lucy I think that's been a long time so but that was a big thing I was a big Dallas fan back in the day, even though, yes, I was only six, um, I was a big soap opera fan, and I was even wondering who shot JR. But it's like I said, that was, yeah, 40 years ago. So I can't remember. But let's end this on one more thing you might not have heard. If you see your dog as a child or member of your family, you're not alone. 60% of dog owners feel this way, which is why many let their Fido or Fifi sleep near them in the same bed. 
But is sleeping in the same bed with your dog a good idea? Question mark. Would they be disruptive to your sleep? Question mark. According to a study, but not that really. No, they really aren't a, that bad of a thing. Researchers from the Mayo Clinic in Phoenix, of all places, studied 40 dogs, none of them puppies, who slept in a bedroom with their owners. The humans were all generally good sleepers with no known sleep disorders. Over seven days of testing, the researchers found that with a dog in the bedroom, both the humans and the dogs slept reasonably well. Humans had a mean sleep efficiency uh, or the percentage of time spent asleep while in bed of 81%, while the dogs had a mean sleep efficiency of 85%. Levels over 80% are generally considered satisfactory. People slept slightly better when their dog was off the bed. Dogs the same dogs the same whether they were on the bed or in another location of the bedroom. So, yes, you sleep better when your dog is not in the bed with you. But for people with no real issues with sleep, it doesn't really hurt that much. Dogs don't sleep on beds. No. Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. My name is Jay Cliffin Payne. This has been a broadcast of More Better Media, LLC, and the, the Conversation Project called Things You Might Have Heard. And so hopefully the things that you heard today um, are good things. Maybe, maybe you heard some of them. I'm pretty sure you heard some things. The biggest thing we're, we're covering and what really sort of threw off a lot of stuff for, from yesterday was we covered a lot of news about Donald Trump headed to New York today, but there are essentially no updates to the story. It's all basically police are getting ready for all sort of a ruckus. If people go nuts for Donald Trump getting arrested today, not saying he is, Probably won't be, but we're going to see if there is an indictment, an arrest, and what's going to happen in New York City today. That's going to be big news tomorrow. We know that. What we don't know is how big, how crazy, how much is going to overtake everything. So that so hopefully we had a nice, big, wild array of stories for the day to make up for what's going to be a pretty dull day tomorrow today for tomorrow's show, which is going to be all Trump-related stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. In the meantime... I need you to stay hydrated and limber and on task for all the grand things that you are needed to be here for. And one more time, in reference to the Amanda Bynes story and just in reference to just having issues on your own, maybe you're having some, some trouble, call or text 988, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Online, it's 988lifeline.org, 24-7, speak English and Spanish, someone is there to speak with you, walk you through whatever you're going through and get you to a better place and help you to some more substantial counseling as well. Stop by our partnerships page and see if we're willing to, if we're good enough for what you have to keep us going. We're trying to get that extra funding to keep things going here and make sure you're following us on our feed. So we know what stories to talk about the most important thing with that. I bid you adieu for a day until tomorrow. <laughs>